Hello and welcome back to iZombie Radio, your source for all things iZombie on the CW. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Carpenter, and I'm here with, as always, my two lovely co-hosts, Blaze Hopkins and Chris King. Chris, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well overall. Just uh, saying to you guys before we hopped on here, feeling like a little under the weather or something today. Got like a headache and just kind of kind of achy all over. But uh, but hey, you know what? I'm really excited because spoiler alert, as we'll get into uh, with the news, the show just got picked, uh, just got renewed for season four. So that's uh, that's kind of given me some some energy tonight that I don't think I had. Uh, before so that was some much needed news uh but yeah no overall doing okay doing okay and uh happy to be here with both you guys glad you're here and also blaze how's it going buddy it's going well i'm uh i'm feeling good too i'm uh it was very organized today and like chris said some exciting news so yeah i'm ready to go well, I mean, that's I couldn't have asked for a better segue. We do have probably the greatest news of, well, ever. The show has been renewed, so good on you, CW. We really didn't have any doubts that the show would uh, not be coming back. Everyone was pretty confident that it was coming back. Uh, yeah, so the show got renewed, and I mean... Rob Thomas seemed very sure of himself in a recent a recent thing that he did after the episode aired last night, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like this, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about the postmortem in a little bit, but yeah, he he had seemed very confident about season four. Yeah, and this was a couple hours, maybe like 12 hours or so before the announcement. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited because that just means that we get to continue doing this show here, which is great. <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, it is a, uh, it is good news that we get to continue doing <laughs> this. That is for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, not to jump in. I just think like. It's just, you know, it is upfront time, but, you know, it's about to be, it is May, and we knew an announcement one way or the other was coming, so, I mean, obviously, I'm much happier that it's, uh, that it's good news, um, and not, and not bad news, but I'm just glad we know, uh, either way, that it kind of, we didn't have to wait till next week for it or anything, and, uh, yeah, and it's just exciting, too, because now we know, going into now the second half of this season that these stories that we're going to see played out, that they have um, they have season four to kind of tie up any loose ends that we uh, that I'm sure we'll be left with at the end of season three. Yeah, definitely. Blaze, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely just echo, you know, what uh, Chris has said and everything. It's exciting to know that things are safe and that mainly because we aren't just going to get an abrupt ending or anything or kind of no endings, I guess. Um, now we just know that these stories can be continued or finished properly, and that's always exciting because the show definitely deserves it. Definitely. And going, bouncing off of what Chris said about the postmortem earlier on, 
um, Rob Thomas was yeah. Rob Thomas was uh, interviewed by TV Line, just talking about the recent episode, and uh, I mean. We can't really say too much without really going into the episode discussion because it is very spoiler heavy. But um, yeah, I mean, say, Chris? I was going to say actually, no. If we if we want, what we could do is, uh, I mean, we can basically just say briefly that Rob Thomas mentions that some of these storylines that kind of were kicked into motion last night are going to continue into season four and we can get kind of more spoiler about it after our episode discussion. Um, but he seemed in this postmortem, he seemed very, very confident that, uh, a certain storyline they put into motion last night, uh, would be, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be resolved because they didn't have enough time in season three. And he was like, but you'll get that answered early in season four. And so, reading it last night, I think everyone was like, oh, that seems, uh, that's that's pretty exciting news. You know, it seems like he was confident, and then obviously having that confirmed today was cool. Um, but yeah, we can get into more uh, spoilery details about it after our episode discussion, in case people don't want to know kind of what's coming up on the show. Of course. I mean, that's, it would just be rude to our audience if we were to do something like that. Uh Spoiler so, alert, Liv's, uh, Liv is a vampire. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Just ruin the entire show for me. I'm done. <laughs> Podcast over. Okay. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but one thing I do want to say, which I think is cool, kind of going back to the renewal news, it's just, and we've seen the CW do it with their other shows as well, um, you know, with things like Jane the Virgin or Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, even if the shows don't have huge, huge ratings, um, if the critical response is, you know, as positive as something like iZombie gets, they'll renew it and they'll allow the creators to tell the stories they want to tell. And I just think that's something very, uh, very admirable about the CW, especially in this day and age where I feel like, I mean, if if anyone was following the cancellations and renewals today, there were so many, so many cancellations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just kind of cool that, you know, people kind of joke that, oh, the CW renews everything. But it really seems like at this network they value, you know, the creativity and the storytelling more than the numbers. And uh, it's making me even hopeful. I mean, obviously we have to see what the rest of the season and what season four holds. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But, you know, if they have, like, let's say, like, a five- or six-season arc planned out for the show, that they'll be able to tell the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the CW also did just cancel, like, two shows. So people who are saying that really don't understand that, like, they really, the CW really looks into critical response as well as a good chunk of its fan response, unlike what most other uh, most other mm-hmm. networks will do. Um, a certain peacocky network uh, really likes to cut shows a little short. Uh, <laughs> especially those of genre TV. Yeah, everyone's everyone's pretty unhappy with the with the timeless cancellation today, but uh, <sighs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, 
I've been seeing a lot of just upsetness at that. And there's other shows, too, that, you know, I never watched, but it would have been cool, like, down the line to have gotten into. But here we are. So right into the episode then, correct? Any other last lingering news? Um, not unless something big has dropped in the last, uh, <laughs> last 30 seconds or so. Yeah, no, we uh, are, we're all good. All right, then let's get straight into the episode. Season 3, episode 6, Some Like It Hot Mess. Gotta love, gotta love these episode titles. Fun, fun fact: I just rewatched Some Like It Hot like two weeks ago, so I, <laughs> I, I really appreciated the episode title. It's a great movie. If you, if, uh, if any listeners out there haven't seen it, very very entertaining film. Uh, one quick little thing: I did not get a like get a chance to find out what that song that was playing at the beginning was. So sorry to um, hold on. He responded to us last night asking about it. Um, not, It's not the Ivan that we normally get responses for, but it's uh, a different Ivan. At uh, Azen Becerral on Twitter, he just recently followed us and uh, asked us what the song that played at the very beginning of the episode was. Uh, I would need to watch the episode again and maybe through the powers of Shazam, figure out what that song is. Um, but the episode starts off with, well, our victim of the episode. And uh, she's, you know, getting ready for her shift at the, what was it, Complete Foods or? Uh, entire Foods, I believe. Entire Foods. <laughs> A nice little jab at Whole Foods. Um Sorry, it's still, like, the logo was essentially the same except red instead of green. That's what really got me. Just like, really? (laughs) Um, And, I mean, what did you guys think about, like, the personality of our victim for the episode going forward? Chris, you can kick us off. Sure. Um, I, uh... So, I guess here's the thing. I mean, her personality, I mean, Yvonne, the, you know, the the woman who, you know, is killed off in the bathtub, she uh, definitely definitely an acquired type of taste, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely funny. She lives up to the episode title's name and the fact that she is a hot mess. But um, as a brain for live... Um, I found it really enjoyable at first, and then by maybe halfway or three quarters through the episode, it became a time. It became a little bit grating. It wasn't even Rose's performance. It was just Liv's like inability to do anything, <laughs> and uh, you know, like, to literally can't even. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because because you know, like even when Major was on. Even when Major was on Teenage Girl Brain, he was still showing up for uh, for mercenary uh, mercenary training sessions and stuff like that. But um, it was just know, like just a shame so... to see the brain like put live in a position where she was a crappy person or like that crappy of a person to her friends. 
Well, yeah, because what really got me was just like, so there's one great scene between her and Major, the the kind of the the good old Major scene when he's starting to write the letters, yeah. and I I love that scene. That was one of the standout scenes of the whole episode for me. Um, there's another one between Major and Ravi that we can talk about probably in a little bit that I think was another another kind of small but standout scene. Um, but yeah, but there's that moment. But then like after that, she's kind of just like, oh no, did you forget about me? And she's kind of very like, just this kind of very like cavalier way she's acting towards Major and obviously especially Ravi when it comes to the, the memory uh, enhancing serum. And it technically ends up being her fault that Blaine gets the the recipe, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, for it by the end. Um, but, but yeah, but I mean, I, I still, I don't want to say the brain was a total waste. I loved, you know, getting to see her DJ and be like, this one's for you, Clive, was, was really, really entertaining stuff. Um, and her leaving her, her phone inside the body she stitched up. <laughs> was also... Uh, that was the highlight right there. <laughs> exactly. That was another really funny moment. So there were definitely, like, Get funny... Get me the com- scalpel. Yeah, exactly. And then Ravi calls her later, too, mentions that there's, like, literally just, like, a spleen lying at her, lying out at her workstation. Like, where did it come from? Yeah, yeah so the spleen was funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I even lot- mentioned it in my live tweets. I'm like, really? A spleen? Yeah. Classy. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a lot of entertaining moments there, but I guess typically uh, in most episodes, you know, we don't see the brain kind of control live as much as it did, and I don't know. I feel like we lost a little bit of live with the brain, and that with the brain, and that was kind of disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, definitely definitely mixed feelings on it. But uh, it was it was fun to see her DJ and to. Uh, and get buzzed off of uh, pepper vodka, which I'm actually going to look Seek up and see if it's a real thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm pretty out, sure, but because va- 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 vodka and I don't really mix too well together, but uh, I wouldn't seek it out just because it's pepper flavored. That's just that that's a little too strange for me. Well, it's it's out there. The truth is out there, guys. It's here. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the X Files podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you know, that's kind of my my overall thoughts. Definitely, definitely some mixed feelings on the the brain as a whole. Please, any anything you would like to add? Yeah, um, I'm definitely with Chris right there. I mean, in like I said earlier, it just got. I agree with what you said about how it got old after a while because to me, it just became frustrating to see this have such a negative impact on everybody for frustrating reasons and uh and yet chris you make a great point you know it is liv's fault now that blaine has everything he needs um because i'm pretty sure he's about to go heisenberg and release some blue product (laughs) into the market um you had to say it you oh yeah um Breaking Blaine, but uh, boom, there's the spinoff. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, now it, it just kind of became frustrating after a little while for me, and got a little stale because I didn't like to see it have such an impact on uh, 
on the other characters, I guess, in a negative way. But it was fun, still fun for uh, for the times that it hit, kind of. I I'd have to say it was as of right now the least interesting brain for the season uh, of the six brains we've gotten. You think it was? You think it was less interesting than than Life Guru? Life Guru was fun. That was uh, that was that was some entertaining nonsense, at uh, least in my opinion. Okay, we're gonna agree just, to disagree. But... It, it was just one of those things where it just was so like out there that I found it entertaining. This reminded me too much of myself with how scatterbrained I could be, and I just mm, with everything else going on in the episode, I felt it was one of the weak points of the episode. Minus a few little bits and pieces here. The DJing scene, for instance, or, you know, leaving the phone in the body and Liv's, you know, constant mistakes of, you know, just forgetting and letting Robbie down. Which, come on, dude. Come on. Like, I even got a response from the iZombie writer's room, like, oh, whose turn was it supposed to be to watch Major? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. And I don't, I just, this episode has me just frustrated. Like, I'm happy that certain things are the way they are now, but at the same time, I'm also frustrated how quickly it just turned around. Mm-hmm. And, like, major yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, if we, no, I mean, if we want to get into it, we can get into the the kind of obviously the big reveal. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would like to get into that so we can just get that <laughs> squared away. All right, um, um, pick us pick us off then, Sean, because you you have a lot of feelings. <laughs> I do because Blaine was faking it. He was one hundred percent faking it. And my girlfriend, who hasn't seen the episode, has just looked at me in pure shock because we were going to watch the episode after recording. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he he revealed to Peyton that it had only taken his memory away for a day or two max and that he's sort of just been playing it off for months now. Which, kudos to him for being able to, like, dupe everyone. Like, it has been, like, it's it's this weird conundrum of, like, David Anders playing Blaine, faking to not be Blaine. And it's this super meta thing. And while it does give me hope to see that Major now is major again i personally would have liked it to have been a couple episodes or like an another mm-hmm. episode of yeah yep new major because blaine said a couple days mm-hmm. this was like less than 24 hours at maybe a little more than 24 hours um, before he sort of regained his memories and it just I, don't know 
No, I'm definitely with you. I mean, I think that the two things for me that, yeah, it felt so rushed or just like such a jump um, for Major because, yeah, I got this sense that, you know, it did, you know, even though Blaine said that and he could have had this all just kind of prepared and made up and everything, um, it's still just, yeah, I think it gets a little confusing and sort of just... uh it felt like it, it messed with us a little bit, um, although I'm super pumped to have Major around. Um, also glad the villain Blaine is back, well, in a and sense. Okay, and so that's my other thing, right? My one problem with the Blaine thing, I'm willing to obviously see it play out, because yes, I'm happy um, Blaine's going to be back to his old self and everything, but for me, again, just with their timing uh, here, the one thing I, I kind of wasn't a fan of is that um, for how much Blaine truly does seem to care about Peyton and have seemed to have, you know, f he went along with this con because it, it's, it, they make it out to be that this is what he truly desired. And I know he's obviously still had his business and everything and he sort of, and he's never, um, left that, but just how quickly he reverted to, you know, the first thing I'm going to do is steal basically the plans for my next villainous step, you know, and then go back to work, kind of. And maybe that's just his character in the end, but... I mean, I'm okay with that personally, because the whole thing that was sort of somewhat inspiring him to... Yeah, I guess he has of nothing change. left now, is that... Exactly, because... He has nothing he else to go back to, I guess. Yeah, he lost. He lost Peyton, and mm -hmm. with Peyton now, no one else is gonna want to have anything to do with him. Um, and, and he yeah. lost Donnie well, as well. And, so now he's doing this by himself. Well, and then the other thing is too. It's uh, you know, Blaine's always an, always been an opportunist. So I think, and I think also the thing that really makes him, like, immediately revert back to his villainous ways is the fact that Peyton sort of gives him that false hope there. She lies to him, in fact, you know? I mean, it's, again, I'm, I'm glad she did because I would have called BS if she had somehow been okay with him lying to her for all this time. But she says, like, hey, if you're honest with me, like, I just need to know, like, if this really is who you are, you know, it doesn't matter if you actually have your memory back or not. And so I think that's kind of what makes Blaine so upset is that he bought into that mm -hmm. and he bought into the hope that they could actually be something. And, she, you know, she even says she's like, I'm a lawyer. Like, you just fell for that. Uh, and so I think that's why it makes sense. It goes, all right, well, you know what? I tried out this new thing. Didn't pan out. Lost the girl. Let me go back to my full-on criminal ways, and mm -hmm. because that's what I'm good at, and I see this opportunity literally staring me in the face on this paper, you know, that Liv left. Uh, so why not? And and yeah, I mean, it's. I personally think it's exciting because I'm happy to get villainous Blaine back, and more importantly, I'm happy that we're done with the Blaine uh, Peyton romance because. Robbie and Peyton for life. Not even that. It just, it was, <laughs> I just wanted to shout that out. 
No, it's fine. It just, it, I feel like it hurt Peyton's character in a way. Whereas if it, it if it had kept continuing in the way that it did, it might have damaged her character and kind of in in an irreparable way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and because I think the, the the one thing I will say is that I think the writers have sacrificed too much of her character's integrity this season for kind of BS romantic drama. Um, so I'm glad to see that they're moving away from that. And in that post-mortem, which we'll bring up later, but Rob Thomas kind of has a comment about how they're not really going to try to push Ravi and Peyton back together. There's not really going to be a lot more romance, romance uh, romantic drama this season, which I'm happy with. Not because I don't like romance on shows. I love romance on shows. But, like, I want Peyton to get back to being herself. Um, and we kind of see that in that scene with Blaine where she does trick him. That's that's the kind of strong, independent, and clever Peyton that we knew. And then Who don't need no man. <laughs> yeah. And then I also, and Blaze, you mentioned this last night to me too, when we were kind of talking after the episode, I do love that like once she tells Ravi the truth, that Ravi kind of, he acts like He reversed as well, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, He's like, don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. Like, he doesn't try to make it, like, this whole thing, like, I told you the truth, and a whole nother, like, fight. He doesn't get self-righteous about it. Well, that's um, what, I'm just glad that, um, yeah, exactly. I was glad that Peyton, it sort of seemed like she just instantly reverted, because finally, you know, she, yeah, exactly. She was giving Blaine this benefit of the doubt and everything, and we see that, you know, she obviously will always care about her friends and live in major and she just instantly says to him you know you like they could have been cured like basically you you know you wasted all this time you lied and like it was nice to see her sort of not neglect them anymore and not neglect the bigger picture of and importance of that i guess De- definitely, because, like, Major could have died, yeah. and Liv's been forced to be a zombie for mm-hmm. months. Um, and it's just, like, know. you know, and I, and it, yeah, exactly, like, Peyton chose to kind of believe in Blaine, you know, and, and everything, and, yeah, it was nice to see her get him back there. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he was making it in the sense that, it had he not been, the show would have been essentially over unless they threw in some kink with this new cure, which mm-hmm. they sort of do in this episode in the fact that it gets it, stolen. The remaining 15 vials of it get stolen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on the exact number, but... Because he said there were 17... He gave one to Major, which then he gave to Natalie. Mm-hmm. And then he was given one as well. So I think it would be 15, but I'd have to go back and do math, which is not something I am quite fond of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but essentially the show would have been effectively over, but at the same time, it's like, not cool, dude. <laughs> Like, really? Well, cool. Well, I think personally for me, that's what was so shocking about last night's episode was, I was like, if they reveal that Blaine's faking it, they've written themselves into a corner. 
because <clears throat> because now Liv's got a way to not be a zombie. And so as soon as they reveal that, the episode becomes predictable in a way because now you're like, okay, someone's stealing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one little wrinkle I did like was that we think, you know, again, we think Major has, you know, another syringe full of it. And we already know that he's given it to Natalie, but then the characters don't. And it's like this kind of like tragic twist yet again for Livin' Major that he was being a good guy and trying to do something good for Natalie. And it comes back to, you know, bite him and live like now because he wanted to give Natalie a new lease on life. Liv doesn't have that opportunity. Um, it's 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 uh, it's sad but fitting, I think, for them um, as characters. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And it'll at least get us to the end of season four. <laughs> <laughs> See what other wrinkles we can throw into it, because as it stands right now, there's no more of that utopium. There's no more mm-hmm. accessible max rager or even super max to that matter because i'm pretty sure Kilmore graves is not gonna hand it over if they know it's the one thing that'll cure them well and that's the question right where it's like who's behind stealing it is it Kilmore graves or that's is it I donnie it... because both Kilmore graves and donnie know about the cure but I feel I'm like tending, Don... though, I'm tending to... Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I feel more towards Fillmore Graves as well, to be honest. Well, I just said... Uh, I wrote this in my review last night that, like, Donnie and Blaine are... They're too... They're too much... They're too predictable. They're too mm-hmm. easily the obvious culprits. And, like, not to say that Fillmore Graves, I guess, you know, isn't some type of obvious choice, but, like... I can see it's, them just being smart enough to to stage it as if it were like Donnie. Oh, and I definitely, think they, and I think they have the place bugged. Well, which would make sense, or at the very least, I mean, we saw last season that Max Rager had yeah. his phone at the very least bugged, and we know that Fillmore Graves is richer and has more resources than Max Rager, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, like like you said, Blaze. Either you know, maybe they have the morgue bugged, or maybe they just have everyone's phone and the group. In which case, they would have known as soon as, you mm-hmm. know, Liv and Major spoke when he called her from his mom's, that the cure worked. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> it just this episode is just a whirlwind, more so than even last week's episode because. We were expecting differently, and instead we all just got hit in the face. Like, it just blew back and (laughs) slapped us straight across the face. Yeah, which I'm both happy and upset by. So it's it's a a lot of mixed feelings with this episode. (laughs) Yeah, it... Well played, iZombie writers. Well played. Yeah, it's a totally new kind of direction to push the season in, which I think that's one thing I'll give this season credit for, is that, I mean, overall, while I've very much enjoyed season three so far, I definitely say it's been, up until this point, because we're at the halfway point, 
it's been a little uneven. Um, but I'd also say it's very ambitious. Yeah. Like, the, they're, they're, like, they're, like, reshuffling the deck almost every week. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is really cool and exciting. And, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that they're trying new things and like you know even though they're not hitting home runs every week they're swinging for the fences mm-hmm. um so but uh but yeah i don't know i really have like again just sort of like last week don't really know where the season's gonna gonna go now but yeah it's definitely been a curveball because <laughs> mm-hmm. now blaine's back in business but we also have the scratching post Mm-hmm. Fillmore Graves and Team Z, as well as the Anti Zombies. That's five. The Anti Zombers. That's five different players in this season now. Well, and that brings up something that you know. And I guess we can kind of say now we're going to be in kind of the spoilery sort of speculation part of the of the discussion if you guys don't want to know what the postmortem says at all. Um, but, I mean, Sean, I think we can bring it up with what Rob Thomas says about, you know, certain storylines going into Season 4. Yeah. By all means, go oh, for it. Oh, oh, okay. I was I was <laughs> allowing you to take the lead there. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't have the article. I don't have the article up at the current gotcha. second. That, that, that's uh, why. Uh, no problem. <laughs> so, basically, essentially, I'm read the quote verbatim but basically their intention was initially to resolve this kind of investigation into who stole the cure by the end of season three but they realized while breaking down the season that that wasn't going to be able to be the case so now it's going to continue into season four um and it makes sense because of you know certain things that we just brought up there's a lot going on this season, even in ways more so than there was going on in season two. Um, and so it kind of makes sense that some some of these storylines would have to roll over into um, into season four. Uh, but yeah, and he also would not confirm, obviously, whether or not Blaine was the one who stole the cure. But he did say that Blaine is going to be back to his. Uh, his villainous ways, and uh, which is again kind of all things we we sort of knew by the end of this episode, but nice to get some some confirmation on that. And because I'll be honest, when I first saw the episode last night, I knew he was making the memory enhancer, but I wasn't sure. My first thought was like, "Oh, Blaine stole the cure," and and then I rewatched the scene, and I was like, "Oh, wait, okay, no, he didn't. He's just making he's making Ravi's blue juice." <laughs> He's going to make some extra special brains. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It's a lot of blue, blue brains. Eyes and brains. Ten times the power, ten times the visions. Ten times the fun. Ten times 90. the purity, I guess. That's the... I, was about, I was about to say, they're going to be yeah. like 99% pure brains. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, I think another the thing. That was... Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say in there another thing that uh, I would want to bring up was how he said they're also gonna continue to explore uh, Major <laughs> trying to 
I guess, blend in at Fillmore Graves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, which is co- kind of interesting because we were all talking about that last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of, it's but, such a shame because, uh, because it's like of how much he enjoys being there and just how much he feels like he finally fits in and everything. And it's just like, might come all tearing down for him depending on how, I guess, uh, accepting they turn out to truly be. Well, I, I'm pretty sure, like, given those circumstances, if, you know, all of Team Z is there, well, if, like, Ravi, Liv, and Major are there to sort of be like, so this is what happened, and this is why he's human again. Mm-hmm. And then Ravi will have to make up some lie, like, oh, yeah, I only made two doses of the cure for this specific reason because of both Blaine and Major. And so it's essentially gone so that they have nothing to worry about. And maybe Major will be one of those few humans that works for Fillmore Graves, like we sort of discussed last week. But that's the but that's the thing, at least from Rob Thomas's quotes there, it almost seems like he's gonna potentially like try to fake it as a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. He's but definitely hinting at it. But but as we also saw in last week's episode, when Major got stabbed about seventy-five times, um, not not the not the best job to be to be faking immortality with there, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, thirty-five flesh wounds, no big. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, what if all of a sudden, you know, they he thinks kind of. He might get some breathing room, I guess, before they have another mission. But just, what if he instantly gets thrown back out into the field? Definitely. And, I mean, it's it's sad because, again, as Rob Thomas points up in that interview, because he even mentions about Liv and Major's dating lives mm-hmm. and how they won't be back, back together. Um, which, again, makes sense because I don't want a repeat of la- I don't think any of us want a repeat of last year. Um, with that. <laughs> oh, that awkward dating life. Not that it was not that it was bad. I mean, it was a good story to tell then. But it, you know, if they tried to, if Major and Liv tried to force it again, now that he's human, it's kind of like, what 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 have they learned? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I'm it, it is kind of Fillmore Graves is the only place that really does accept him. Everywhere else, he again, he's just he's just the chaos killer. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he got away, you know, he got he got off, people still just, they view him as that. And so it's kind of heartbreaking that, you know, it's great that he's human, but it's heartbreaking because with his humanity, he, he might lose the only place that he really kind of feels at home. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll at least, you know, continue to make his... Uh... His story interesting, and also the introduction of his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, again, that sort of gives him... It just adds another personal touch to his uh, his life and what we know about him as viewers and everything. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's... I'm very curious, I guess, to see what the full plan for Major is now. Definitely. Did... Because he's now really the rogue agent. This 
this season. Him and Peyton now at this point, because Peyton's is Peyton's been free of this sort of just relationship burden, and Major's now sort of essentially in limbo with what he's going to be doing. Could be fun. Yeah, yeah I have a I have a quick like question for you guys because Blaze, you brought up his mom, which uh, which was one of the scenes I really I really enjoyed meeting her in this episode, but I feel like it can't just be a one-off, right? Like, I feel like we have to see her again at some point. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. It was too, you know, too um, personal of a character development for Major to not reincorporate. Yeah, because we, we, you know, we hear that it sounds like, you know, his parents separated, that he went with his dad, mm-hmm. he kind of almost chose his dad over his mom, and so, yeah, I, I feel like they can't just throw that at us and then not follow up on it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just seems a little too specific to leave just dangling there. For sure. Although I am very glad that they, because that was my one thing was like when Major was losing his memory, I was like, I was like as sweet as the goodbyes to Ravi and Liv, where I was kind of like, "What about your parents, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, what about your family?" Um, and so I'm glad they followed up on that uh, this week. That was a a real nice touch. And then one of my other favorite scenes involving Major, which I wanted to make sure we touched upon, just because again. It was a simple scene, but it was one I thought really sweet and then also really funny because of Major's final line during the conversation is when he and Ravi are playing video games and mm-hmm. they're ta- they're talking about their love lives <laughs> and just essentially just how screwed up it all is. And, and Major just goes, man, I remember Girl Talk being more fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so fun. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed uh, that that exchange between them. And then it got really sad almost immediately afterwards. <laughs> you really started to see that mental decline in action. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what this whole episode was in a lot of ways. It was like this roller coaster of emotions. Because, like, even with Liv, like, yeah, we know she's not going to get the cure because otherwise no show but like her exchange with uh with clive was one of my favorite scenes if not my favorite scene in the whole episode too which you know where she thanks him for giving her life meaning over these past few years Mm -hmm. and he goes you know you're the one who did it and then he jokes like i just took advantage of it and they hug like that was such a nice scene that the writers put in there and i thought it really uh it just it was just like even again even though we knew kind of what was coming it it, it really it made it re- like more real for the characters which i appreciated um plus rose and malcolm were just really great in that scene i do however want to mention that i don't i still am kind of i'm shocked but also not shocked at how eager she was to take the cure like on the one hand it's her one chance to be with the man that she loves. But at the same time, she's giving up 
what really gave her life meaning once she became a zombie. And she's been doing it for two years. Sure, and I get that. And I think this... uh... I think this kind of goes back into something that Rose said to... It was at my round table at Comic-Con either last year or in 2015 um, about the cure, where it's like, yeah, she has this newfound meaning and everything, but, like, she's still, like, just the... all the downsides of, of being a zombie. And it's not like, you know, about, e- obviously, eating brains, the... Uh, the personality switches. Like, she even has the line earlier in this episode where she's like, I'm tired of people being inside my head. Um, and uh, I think she's just kind of... It's not even so much that she gets to be with Major. It's just that she gets to be her full self again. And, like, yeah, she might not be able to have visions, but just because she doesn't have visions doesn't mean that she still can't pursue some type of career in, like, law enforcement or fighting crime. Like, you know, who knows? Maybe she becomes human at the end of the series and Liv decides she wants to become a cop or something, like, along those lines. Or I mean, I, or I'm she not goes back that. to medical school. <laughs> eh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like that Liv is gone, but... No, no, I, I know that Liv is essentially gone. Competitive... A type brain live is done so. Yeah. It's still so fun. Still yeah. funny when you watch the pilot and you get that little bit of her. Um, and then again, when she has that type A brain. Oh, true. Yeah, very true. Very true. And it's like she's an entirely different character at this point. Like, she has gone through so much change within these two and a half years. And I think that's what's going to be really interesting. I mean, again, obviously it's going to be at the end of the show. I'm not, I don't want that. But, like, that's what's going to be really interesting, I think, when the series does end. And, you know, at least I think we're all expecting that Liv becomes human again. How, how kind of, how much will she retain these changes? You know, I mean, obviously it's not going to be like flipping on and off a switch. But I, I do wonder... Um, if the same type of drive that she's found as a zombie, how much she'll maintain that kind of what will be the little, little differences that she has. But, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, obviously we don't have to worry about it for a little while now, but (laughs) we've got at least another season and hopefully more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get us to syndication. Get us to syndication. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Any other lingering thoughts this time for this episode? Um, trying to think of anything that I haven't touched upon. Just kind of looking through my notes here. Uh, nah, I think... I think I mean, there um, were... There were the fun little jokes here and there, like who names their kids Sage and other things like that that were just little one-off jokes. Yeah. Like, Sage, I mean, come on. Well, and, I mean, we sort of mentioned 
you know, Liv, Liv, Liv leaving her phone in the, the body, but even just having her dance around on the morgue listening to music was, was very entertaining too. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, now, overall, I think we, I mean, at least for me, I, I kind of covered pretty much everything. I'm just, again, I'm really curious to see where the show goes now because there are so many different kind of conflicts uh, that it needs to address, but it's it's also, uh, is also a, uh, I don't know, there's no, like, set path where it will go i mean obviously we all had the three of us kind of predicted things last week and it didn't really turn out that way this mm-hmm. week, so uh, as i said it kind of flew right back into our faces yep exactly which is good but at the same time like really way to do us wrong come on <laughs> Blaze, anything? No, I mean, I think we pretty much talked about at least all the main points that I wanted to cover. Um, Yeah, this episode, I mean, this episode just revolves so heavily around the reveal and the fallout from it and everything, so. Definitely. Yeah, I'm just curious, kind of like what Chris said, I'm very, I think this flips everything on its head at this point, and uh, kind of really shakes up what the expectation was for the season's end. Yeah. And uh, we pretty much hit everything. I mean, I mentioned the couple jokes that were essential to making this brain sort of a little more fun. But, yeah. Well, next week we get to deal with the next bit of shenanigans from these <laughs> this group of people. We get to see what Blaine's up to, if he's doing anything sinister. Who knows? <laughs> honestly. And, and uh I'm expecting I mean this is this is not going off of a promo or anything, but I'm just expecting that uh with uh with Liv kind of being having her hopes so high that she was gonna be human and now being kind of left heartbroken in a way. I'm really curious to see what her response is going to be next week and then whatever brain sheets, how it's going to tie into that. Is she going to be, like, on this sort of vengeful mission? Is she going to have something that distracts her? I I don't really know, but I'm I'm really curious. I mean, especially we know they're going to be doing this investigation into who the heck took the cure, so. Yeah. Well... Off to the shameless plugs, then, correct? (laughs) Our favorite section of the show, where we just get to tell everyone where we're at, what we're doing, and, uh, yeah. So, Blaze, why don't you start us off? You can find me on Twitter, at Blaze Hopkins. Um, Always have television reviews coming out. Uh, Flash is finishing up, so hopefully that gets a lot better. But... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Some shade being thrown right there. Uh, no, but I, I always enjoy just pure, just pure honesty. Just yeah. pure honesty. <laughs> no, it is, but I mean, I still have fun reviewing it, um, and I want to hear, you know, what everybody else thinks of how the show's wrapping up its season. 
Um, Supergirl's wrapping up as well with the uh, DC shows, so those are going to be coming to an end, but um, I should be picking up other shows. I'm always doing that for TVOverMind.com, comic reviews weekly for the Marvel Report, and uh, yeah, that's it. Chris? Yeah, as always, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Seekinger13. Uh, that's where you can find all my all my reviews and whatnot. Uh, literally right before we started recording this, I just published my review of uh, this week's Arrow. So that's got two episodes left in the season. I'll also be covering the finale of Supergirl, I believe. And then, uh, yeah, every, every week uh, I'll be having my iZombie reviews. They'll typically be posted on... Uh, Tuesday night a little bit after the episode airs um, unless I have something going on but uh, yeah just be sure to follow me there and uh, always appreciate any feedback you guys have and uh, yeah have a good one so I totally just forgot that we did get a little bit of listener feedback mm. Ah, we did from our good friend Ivan the other Ivan not the one that was asking about the song but the one that usually comments on us that missed last week uh he just you know reiterated what we sort of thought early on that like blaine faking his amnesia is a bit obvious and predicted and the stolen cure twist is a little cliche thanks ivan thanks ivan we always appreciate you uh you writing in dude yeah stay fly <laughs> <laughs> stay fly that <laughs> oh oh wow. and Onto my plugs. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Snarky Sean. Uh, I've got this podcast. I've got the Geekishly Toku podcast, and I'm currently working on a Psych Rewatch podcast with Russ Berlingame of uh, ComicBook.com. He sort of teased at it with the news of the Psych movie. So be on the lookout for that once we finally get that rolling. Um, and then I've got all my stuff over at the Marvel Report. I've got animation reviews, especially now that the new Deadpool animated show was announced. Um, video games, collectibles, you name it. I may or may not talk about it (laughs) over at the Marvel Report. And, uh, you can always find this podcast on Twitter at iZombieRadio. Facebook.com slash iZombieRadio and um, iZombieRadio.com where we post all of our episodes and yeah, I mean, that's all we do. We just post our episodes there. (laughs) Uh, Please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear feedback. Any feedback. Preferably, you know, constructive criticism. Um, Don't just say oh, Sean sucks, or something like that, because that doesn't help us in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, but, they yeah, could, please they do could, that. They could say you're awesome. If you go the but, positive route. Like, the, if you want to say that went, we're awesome, go ahead. You went straight to the negative, man. You're. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have my moments. I have my moments. <laughs> But we're also, you know, everywhere else you can find podcasts for the most part. Uh, Don't think we'll ever be on Zoom podcasts because, seriously, who still owns a Zoom? I actually know a couple people, but we don't (laughs) talk about that. Uh, 
and we are part of the greater DC TV podcast network. So we got Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, the DC movies, DC classic shows, as well as ourselves. And I mean, there's with all the DC shows being announced, there may or may not be things in the pipeline for that as well. I'm just going to tease it right there. Um, because if I say any more, I feel like Andy will just appear in my room and punch me in the face. <laughs> I, I have nothing to tease, so I could take a guess at it, but I won't. Um, but, yeah, you can find that good old podcast network on Twitter, on Facebook, DCTV Podcasts. Uh, it'll have the links to everyone else. Still not sure about our super feed, if that's up and running at the moment. But uh, if it is, go subscribe to that. Listen to all the other great podcasters on the network, because we're all real a real fun bunch of nerds talking about superheroes and comic books. You know, the huge. And i uh, just like to thank you guys again for tuning in to this episode of iZombie Radio. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Bye-bye.